Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and of course, FightfulSelect.com. If you all enjoy our free shows, our post-Raw, post-Smackdown, post-Pay-Per-View, all that good stuff, I dropped a special free preview for Fightful Select yesterday where myself and John Morehouse reviewed New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. It was a blast. We also talk about exclusives from the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which drops every Friday free on Fightful and FightfulWrestling.com. We talk 205 Live, NXT, everything non-Raw and SmackDown. So go and check that out. It's a free preview and if you're so inclined, you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, where I actually put the raw production script up tonight. Check that out. Even if you're not interested, just look at what we have to offer. I also have a playlist full of free preview content. This show brought to you by OMG.com. That's O-M-G-H-E-E.com. It is the alternative to butter. It is the healthy alternative to butter. There is a food and fitness revolution happening and omg.com wants you to be a part of it. You need to add omg to your diet along with a great fitness program and change your world, change your life. This is a rich, golden, pure butter fat that gives you your essential fats and also your, your omegas. That's, that's the most important thing to me, keeping your joints going. I take fish oil, but man, cooking my uh, pork chops, cooking my steak, cooking my burgers with ghee have set it off. It is a great flavor enhancer as well. Uh, CLA, which you'll find in ghee, can help you store muscle, burn fat, and even fight cancer. Go check them out, omg.com. They are on Twitter at omgbutter. Let them know you heard about us or heard about them from us. Even if you don't try out their product yet, just let them know that you heard about OMG from Fightful. I can't tell you how much that helps. And, of course, go over to FightfulWrestling.com, all your free wrestling news. We have a lot of exclusives up there uh, at FightfulWrestling.com. We have an interview with Pentagon ahead of the Lucha Underground four-season premiere. We have an interview with Sammy Callahan and a most interesting couple of them, Cole Cabana, CM Punk after their trial, and Corey Graves, that doesn't ever happen. WWE superstars talking to wrestling media, especially when they don't gain permission. That was a very interesting circumstance that, that came up. I'll, we'll, I'll talk about this a little bit right now, but I'm going to deep dive into it on Wednesday's Listen Your Boy with Jimmy Van. Let me introduce my co-host. It is one Alexander Pawlowski. Alex... You are looking even more freshly bald than one Baron Corbin. Yeah, I thought I'd show a little solidarity to uh, to my bald brother, now the Constable. That's what I'm going to call him from now on, Constable. Uh, because <laughs> I, 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 well, I've been begging for this guy to do it for years. Like he, uh, he looks so much better than than he did before with the skullet. Like, and this is the thing, you know, I mean, it's not for everybody. I understand. But when I was losing my hair up here in the front, I decided I'm going to try the Bruce Willis thing. 
see see how it looks, see if I got a good shaped head, and, and it wasn't wasn't terrible, so I kept it. Um, but the whole thing was I didn't lose as much of it before I decided to attempt it as Baron Corbin had. When, like, when are you going to tattoo the flames in your head though, and start doing diving headbutts? <laughs> well, the flames the flames are next week. I don't know if I'm going to do the diving headbutts. You're going to pick that. a fight with Lawrence Taylor wherever you can find him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then for no reason, I'm going to turn face against uh, Million Dollar Man Tidibiasi just out of the blue and become Diesel's best buddy. Yeah, on the screen. I found that screenshot recently and tweeted it. It was so weird. So after CM Punk's loss on Saturday, by the way, guys, I did a full UFC 225 review with James Lynch, also a, a user of Gi. Notable fit guy, James Lynch, uses Gi, so you probably should too, omgi.com. CM Punk lost. We broke that down on the UFC 225 post show. I broke down his future on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Free preview up now. I have isolated the Punk review video. If maybe you don't want to sit through the whole podcast, I have isolated the review on our YouTube at youtube.com slash Fightful. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You know all that shit that you got to do. Corey Graves, a guy who had wrestled CM Punk as far back as 15 years ago, 16 years ago, I think, Tweet, I posted a series of tweets taking aim at Punk turning on his friends. What were your first thoughts when you saw these tweets? Did you see these like the night they happened, or were you like, did you catch them the next morning? No, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't partake in the MMAs as it's going on. Uh, I knew that Punk was fighting. I didn't know exactly what was happening, but I, I put two and two together pretty quick. Um, that it was it was punk he was talking about uh, subtweeting the hell out of him. My favorite thing out of all of this is that you know like he's going on about this thing, but he doesn't say who he's talking about. And then Rusev retweets it and says, "Damn, Byron Saxon, what did you do now?" Yeah. And I thought, "Gosh, Rusev is the best." Um, but uh, I was like, "Wow, this is really, really deep, uh, Corey." Uh, where, where, this is like out of, out of nowhere seemed to me like, and that he would go this deep on it. Like he was just, it, it, it didn't, it didn't feel like he was like going to do like one and then leave it at that and like back away yeah. and then not talk about it. He was like, now I'm going to do this one and this one and this one. And every time somebody would ask him about it, he'd reply with some other deep, dark thing. So uh, I was like, wow, this, he's really affected by this. What so I, I was shocked by virtually the entire situation as it unfolded. I, I mean, I'm sure if you all have watched Listen, you boy, you've seen me and Jimmy Jam, Jimmy Jam, me and Jimmy Jam, me and Jimmy, Jimmy Jam, Jimmy bust, Jam. We bust Corey Graves' balls on occasion because of the way that it was handled during the Booker T thing that nobody bought, nobody in wrestling media bought. And he said, "Well, nobody in the wrestling media reached out to me. Well, we don't have a way to. It's it's a kind of a personal rule to me that I don't tweet somebody asking." for an interview or something like that. If they have contact info, I'll reach out to them. If their DMs are open, I will. If there's an email available, if I have their phone number, then I will. I'm writing about this at length in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly and how wrestling journalism is affected because I, I if you all are watching this right now, it's a lot deeper than, than I think a lot of you realize. WWE wrestlers are not supposed to talk to us. Period. It's not like outlawed straight up. It's just frowned upon. And I talk to, on any given week, a half a dozen, whether they're the same or different. But it's never on the record. Never on the record unless WWE's PR sets me up with them. Very rare. If if I'm somewhere where no other media is and they're really thankful for my coverage of such a thing like the Arnold Sports Festival, sure. If Heath Slater's opening up a wrestling school, he'll be able to do a couple. If you're on Radio Row for WrestleMania and SummerSlam, that's really the extent of it. Otherwise, they want to give their talent interviews to the ESPNs and Sports Illustrated of the world, even though their talent goes on other shows and then debunks things that are reported by these outlets very often, those being ESPN and Sports Illustrated, because maybe they don't take it as seriously as as we do, because it's our livelihoods. So Corey Graves got back to me towards the end of the UFC 225 podcast and said, I'd love to tell you my story, and we discussed it via DM. A lot of people were suggesting, oh, he's drunk. If the guy was drunk, he is one of the all-time impeccable drunk texters because he didn't misspell anything. There was no, like, incoherence. 
I was able to copy it over and apply the quotes pretty, pretty seamlessly. That's how I was able to get up in such a timely fashion. I was pretty sure that this would be frowned upon, but WWE sent me an invite to the NXT call this Wednesday. By the way, we are going to stream that NXT media call on Wednesday at noon. It'll get started at like 1230. It's pro wrestling standard time, but yeah, I talked to Corey and didn't get any flack from WWE's PR. I don't know how it went with him. I did speak to him the day after as well, briefly. No regrets on his part for that situation. So I, I'm going to write about the ramifications of this on for Friday's Fightful Wrestling Weekly. That will be up very early for Fightful Select followers. And we will cover this uh, at length on Wednesday's Listing Your Boy. Because as I said, there's... There's a lot of things that you all probably don't know about, about how your news is given to you, even via Fightful, even via the Wrestling Inks, the Wrestle Zones, the Pro Wrestling Sheets, all the way down to people who have never had exclusives in their lives, like the Rajas and Wrestling News Sources and all that stuff. There's, there's just a lot to this, and there's a reason WWE does this, and I'll go, in, I'll go into detail on that when I don't have a three-hour show to review. But that story is up on Fightful.com under our exclusive sections. Check it out. We got Raw. I thought this was a mixture of pretty damn good and really goddamn terrible, Alex. Yeah, uh, outside of uh, the abomination of Sammy and Lashley, uh, this was, you know, the worst of it was, you know, pleasantly mediocre. Yeah. And the highs weren't dizzying by any means, but they were they were great. They were you know, bordering on great. There was some stuff in the women's fatal four way that was really excellent. Uh, they've they've built a, a, a man uh, in uh, at the top of the division on Raw that is now, according to me, after what I saw tonight, he is forbidden to lose ever because of what they built with him tonight. So we'll see what they do with him. But uh, but that's interesting to to be sure. But yeah. There was a, a bit of a mixed bag, but uh, certainly nothing awful besides, of course, the obstacle course to nowhere. We will also make our NXT and Money in the Bank predictions. We'll get through that uh, pretty quickly. But opening segment, the Raw representatives for Money in the Bank are on ladders, awkwardly, of varying heights at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you can't have them all at the same height. Otherwise, the hard cam is going to see a bunch of people standing in front of each other. Uh, this, sure. I mean, this, I'm just saying it was yes to to the untrained eye. It's like, yeah, well, why did they do that? This is uh, this is a callback to that wonderful. I think it was two years ago, the Money in the Bank, where it had like um, where Jericho was seated atop one with his legs crossed jauntily <laughs> and his little scarf benotted. Yeah, crisscrossed applesauce head. up there. Yeah, and uh, and I love the other one. <laughs> Where Del Rio was kind of straddling one, kind of, you know, <laughs> virally. Uh, but yeah, that that's the best uh, pre-Money in the Bag segment ever. So let's redo it now, except for there's women involved now. And everyone's yelling at each other. Okay. It's not quite as, as cordial as the one I remember. Yeah, it was particularly weird. I mean... It it was bad. It was corny. We had Alexa and Braun both screaming at some point. I like that they had Alexa pick Braun despite yeah. the heel face dynamic there. Uh, I I don't know when, but it will happen when I have to write the inevitable Buddy Murphy stabs Braun Strowman backstage story. Um, it it might they're going to drive the man to that. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I um, can I get that match once? It's probably once. when they set up the Braun Alexa kissing booth at Access is when when that finally I, finally I just, happened. I need to see Brody Murphy versus Braun just once, especially with this as like the backdrop of it. Ooh, oh, I said this on on the Fightful Select Weekender. If I had to pick, like you know, MVP voting, the way it is played out in the NBA and Major League Baseball, where. A certain team or brand needs that guy to survive. Buddy Murphy might get my first place yep. vote because that's how important he is at 205 Live. He's he's out of this world, he's amazing. man. It's amazing. He's amazing to me that he was languishing doing the Florida loop for like two years. Yeah. 
to wait for this. So Kurt Angle comes out, runs down the ramifications of Money in the Bank, and then we get the night that wrestling was revived one, <laughs> Baron Corbin, the constable, yeah. comes out newly bald. They they wasted a hair match, yeah. but, but, God damn, the man looked good. He looked great. Like, oh, oh, like no tie, dress shirt, vest, r- sleeves rolled. He looked the perfect amount of corporate while still having an edge to him. Like, if this is their new version of corporate Kane, like the guy who can can wrestle on behalf of Stephanie, like that kind of a thing, that's fine. That's a that's a useful archetype. I think Baron could exceed in that. Uh, he could be very. He could do very well in that. Um, also, I gotta say it. He looks a hell of a lot better. This way, and I'm not just saying that because I wear my do my, my do my deal in the same yeah. fashion. Um, I, he, he 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 honestly he looked a lot more confident in his little backstage thing where they actually there's a there's a video of them shaving his head backstage yeah. before the show. And but at the end, he's looking at himself in the mirror. and says, "This is one less thing for the trolls on Twitter to come." <laughs> at me about. And I think it's so it's so beautiful that he knows that that's a thing that everyone was at him like. So now, if he's going to be wearing the nice dress shirt and the vest for like months and not wrestling, he could like get in the gym and like you know do a bunch of crunches, and then they have nothing to talk to him I about. I don't know if that'll that'll help, man. He was a big boy. <laughs> I know, and he's, that ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So you know, WWE keeps raising the bar. It's two days after what some called the greatest wrestling match of all time in Okada versus Omega, and Baron Corbin shaves his head. They topped it. They top. They got him. They got yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> he looks way, way better. Kudos to the WWE and Baron Corbin. They found a way to quickly reinvent a guy yeah. who was toiling away. Yeah. No. I you, have you, to. You said that. I don't know. I don't want to say you dismissed the Fatal Four Way women's match, but I immediately considered this one of the best women's matches in Raw history. No, there was some really good stuff in it. I, I, I would loved say it. that. I would say that. Um, I. I I didn't like how much of it revolved around is Natty hurt? Is Natty going to re-injure her knee so badly that she won't be in the money? The ba- I didn't like that that was the the story, but there were some spots that were out of this world, like the Ember Moon suicide dive. My God in heaven, um, R.I.P. Sasha Banks. Um, I've never seen anybody take a suicide dive so hard that they go through the barricade, basically. Like, that yeah. was... Nuts. They they found a way to make two fatal four way matches that shouldn't have meant shit mm-hmm. seem like all eight people involved wanted to win these. Ember Moon really stood out among some great workers. Uh, there's some great trades between her and Natalia and Sasha, and then she takes the discus clothesline and Alexa's punch better than any woman I've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Sasha flipped over the turnbuckles to take out Natalia, and then Ember Moon hits the goddamnedest suicide dive I have ever seen. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, Alexa worked at Natalia's knee after the commercial break. Then Sasha uh, used that headstand meteora in the corner. I need a good, long Sasha Ember program with a 15-minute match. Ember Moon has been uh, – I can't say stealing the show because Ruby Riot's been so damn good, and Sasha's been great. Yeah. Oh my God, it's in good hands. Like if if you're not that great workers on this show are Rhonda, Naya, and Alexa, they're in some pretty good hands. Well, and you got Liv and Sarah Logan too, but they're an afterthought. Yeah, they're they're not they're not real. They're not real. I like them doing what they're doing later in the show. We'll talk about that. Listen, Ember Even Moon busting out the infrared in this match. This is good stuff. Yeah, Ember Moon is fantastic. Uh. And she's only going to get better at the stuff she's not fantastic at right now. Um, the stuff, you know, we, we've talked about it, you know, when we do NXT stuff, that her speaking isn't great. She's getting better, and that's good. Um, and yes, there's a, I need a good, long Ember versus Sasha program. Um, if, if there is a heaven and God exists within it, then someday I'm going to get a, a an amazing Bianca Belair versus Ember Moon um, yeah. program when Bianca's got all of that stuff put together because what she's doing down in NXT is out of this world nuts like she's doing deadlift <laughs> like bicep curls 
to a military press on people. Oh, she's I completely agree press. with your assessment that she's the future of women's wrestling. Sorry to cut oh, you off. Oh, yeah. She is amazing. She gets it a way that few people in wrestling get it. 100%. I see her in the ring, and when she just bounces around before her match, I was like, there's yep. something. There's something yeah. special. And that gorilla press that you mentioned. Yeah. Ooh, man, that's good stuff. Uh, this match is going to be real hard to follow, and there's a nothing tag match that has to do it. We get it sort of a Tower of Doom spot, and another Dove cries. Natalia hurt her knee on on that Tower of Doom. Bliss hits its knees on a twisted a blitz, a twisted Bliss attempt on Sasha. After the commercial, Sasha has the bank statement applied, but Natalia breaks it up, puts Sasha in the sharpshooter, which gets break broken up. Uh, Ember and Alexa have a really messy spot after an eclipse on Natalia, which is everybody seems like they're taking that move great. Uh, Sasha saves the match by stopping Alexa's count, but then Natalia manages to submit Alexa Bliss. I really did think this is one of the greatest matches in the history or greatest women's matches in the history of Raw. I put it probably top five. Uh, not a whole lot of competition in that top five, but I, I would put this in that top five. It was excellent and it didn't really have any stakes. Yeah, uh, it was it, it, it was great. I I I, I won't put it that high. Um, I'm I'm so, but I need to get over it. But I'm so personally sick of Natalia. I'm just so just I don't I don't well, I don't have Canadians. It. That's understandable. That's true. I do. I I, I, I they, you know they they just they're taxing our dairy at such a high rate, Sean. I'm just so <laughs> over the Canadians. Le- legit, omg.com couldn't send stuff to to Canada to our office because of the dairy laws. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, so it's, weird. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So goddamn weird. This was good. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defeated Bra- Brizongo. This was a squash, but they got a little bit of mileage out of this tag team battle royal. The uh, Brizongo eliminated them. This is a real ass kicking for Ziggler and M- uh, McIntyre. Breeze has a big beard that I don't remember him having prior. Yeah, he can grow that. It's one of those things where fast. there are guys who can grow a beard sneaky fast. Like, I don't remember him having that last week. And all of a Me sudden, either. you know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, but you never know unless they actually decide, I'm going to grow that some bitch. And they did. Okay. We'll see. So uh, Ziggler berates Breeze, eats a kick. McIntyre hits an ugly ass looking powerbomb on Breeze. That was nasty. Like, yeah. Fandango was on all fours and he hit it, and it looked like Breeze's head hit the back of the mat. Claymore zigzag. That's it. This is where we praise Ziggler and McIntyre. They're good. They're making them look strong. I'm cool with that. Um, they are so strong that I I don't. Oh, gosh, it's one of those things where I I hate. You know, the way my brain works because I'm looking at them going, Oh, they're obviously the ones to like come in and, and, you know, after Hardy and Bray obviously defend the title successfully this Sunday in my head, they're obviously the, the next, the the guys to come in and be no nonsense about taking it away from the weird dudes. Like they go to, they, they'll go to the Hardy compound and like, just like break the lawnmower in half, you know, stuff like that. I don't I mean like, that's the kind of thing that you normally do with, wrestling and then i think to myself oh before they put these two together i was absolutely sure that the team who was going to do that very thing was the authors of pain who once again are nowhere to be found and i i, I think like you if you have two amazingly powerful like super like you can't imagine them losing heel t- tag teams on the same roster it's hard to figure out where both of them fit so I guess that's why Office of Pain might not be on the TV right now. You know? Doesn't explain why B team are up there, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They are undefeated. Roman Reigns defeated Sunil Singh in a squash. This was advertised as Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns. I mean, straight up, WWE advertised it, and I'm okay with it not happening. Roman Reigns calls Jinder. Gender stupid or something. Says he wants to beat up Brock Lesnar. It seems like they're really gearing towards that. Mahal says that he's not challenging Reigns. But another, really, really, another Indian. Yes, another <laughs> Indian. Really alludes to Great Kali in this fantastic tease. And then says, uh, the great Sunil Singh. 
And I love that Sunil real quick. I love that Sunil thought it was going to be Kali. Yeah. Like he was he was like, wait, but me? Me? I'm no, I'm not great. I'm not. That's not me. <laughs> ah, this You're is not talking the, obviously they made a mistake. There's been some kind of clerical error. It's not yes. me, it's, it's Kali. We're bring out Kali, gender. Um, no, uh, this was funny. Um, when they announced it was going to be gender versus uh Roman, um in addition to their match on Money in the Bank, I was like, okay, there's they're not stupid enough to actually do that. So how are they going to get around it and figure out a way of like schmazing it right off the top or whatever? Um, but yeah, this is fine. Um, I, I don't know how you get, I don't know how anybody there thinks that it's possible to get from June money in the bank. Roman invariably goes over Jinder Mahal to, we all want to see Brock versus Roman four or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, my God, man. I, like I, who wants to see that? Like who, who after, particularly after mania and the, the debacle of the finish of the cage match in Saudi Arabia, who's like, gosh, I cannot wait to see that again. Like nobody, especially, and we'll talk about this after what they're, what they, what they're doing week in and week out with Braun Strowman. Like, I, I don't understand who – there's one guy, one dude who says, yep, that's what I want to see, and he's the guy who makes all the calls. So, Yeah. I, I liked – I rather liked the Sunil Singh, Roman Reigns deal. Jinder Mahal attacked afterwards, hit the Coloss. I, I thought this was a, a good, harmless use of these guys tonight. B-team dis- defeated Heath Slater and Rhino. Heath Slater gets some early offense, but this was a quick, rushed match that saw B-team won again. Not sure what the motivation is for B-team, but I'm glad they're trying something different. The deleter of worlds appear on the screen and say that they're here, then appear in the aisle and say they're watching the B-team. Not a lot really necessarily to all this, but goddamn, please give me the B-team at the Hardy Compound. And I understand it's they're trying to work on it, well, they should. Yes, they should because those because Bo Bo and Kurt and, and Kurt Axel would be perfect. It'd be like a Scooby Doo episode. They, they'd basically be Shaggy and Scooby go go to the haunted compound, and that would be so much fun to watch these guys like great. like get lost in the graveyard part of it, and they go to that weird house that made Bray see uh, his shack burning. Like all that stuff would be so great with these two guys doing it. And listen. I love what they're doing. They're a lot of fun. They've got a, a, a shirt that you can sharpen yourself at home. Good for them. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it, is, it does seem kind of kind of weird that they've been shuffled to the forefront of this tag division when you decided, let's bring up Authors of Pain. We got something planned for them. And they decided, no, we don't. Uh, and also, you've combined Dolph Ziggler with a completely reinvigorated uh, Drew McIntyre and given them the sickest tag team finisher I may have ever seen. And, and those guys are not involved in the title picture, but meanwhile, Bo Dallas and Kurt Axel, who were basically like comedy chump sidekicks for the Miz for like a year. They are the, are the main main tag title. Well, I mean, everybody has their time, right? Within storyline, the B team is winning matches. They won a battle royal. I mean, yes, it's true. The, the thing, the thing I love about it, they keep saying they're undefeated. They're undefeated. Well, yes, since they gave themselves the name the, the B joke. team, they're no, but they, but they're not using it as a joke. They're just yes, saying they are. I, 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 I haven't, I haven't heard anybody say like because usually they do this. One guy will say they're undefeated. The other say, well, actually, nobody they did saying. the first night. The first night they did it? The I first missed, night, yeah. I missed it. I mean, the joke is that they were jobbers and they're finding ways to win. Good. Everybody can't get pushed at the same time. No, that that is that is absolutely true. We have, uh, by the way, guys, if you all want to interact with me during Raw, during SmackDown, during the pay-per-views, I am over at Fightful.com in those live discussions on our live coverage. Come over there, talk to me, ask some questions. I'll ask you some questions, all that good stuff. Also, check out our forums there are threads up there about like if CM Punk will come back. 
Uh, I've got an NBA draft thread up there. You better believe during the NBA draft and NBA free agency, I'm going to be all over those forums. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Money in the Bank predictions, we'll make our own at the end of this show as well, as we will tomorrow night on the SmackDown Live post show. Elias is out, super over per usual, and if this were not already the night that wrestling had been revived, then it would have been because of this, because Elias got through a song, Alex. He got he got through a song. And I realize it's only because he had to do the next thing afterwards. It doesn't matter. He, he got through it. He got through a song. It, it, technically, he got through the song, and I, I, I think I said last week that, like, I forget what I said would happen before Elias ever finished a song. Somebody will, will go back and tell me exactly what I said. I was wrong because Elias finished a song. I think I said Kurt Hawkins would win a match before Elias would, would finish a song. And I was wrong. Uh, yeah. Mea culpa. Like, I don't care if Seth Rollins was supposed to interrupt him and slipped on a banana peel backstage and was late. It still counts. It counts. Uh, by the way, I, I also, Elias, making very sound observations in his latest song. You can't be an architect and also tell us to burn things down. That's weird. I mean, I guess you can. You I mean, can that, design- that sounds like good business for the architect. He's got to build more shit. <laughs> a good business model. <laughs> if he... If he I love the idea that, like, you design a building, then you suborn arson from someone else to do it for you. Once that's down, you somehow get a contract to rebuild the building, and you can just keep it going. That's a that's a great scam, actually. Yeah. He busts out a custom Intercontinental title team guitar that was a gift from John Mayer. Seth Rollins comes out and runs him off, but this guitar is a beauty. If they sold these on WWE Shop, I would probably buy one and write it off at the end of the month and replace the laser engraved guitar, Jeff Jarrett guitar with it. By the way, if you all want the laser engraved guitar, it is a reward at fightfulselect.com in the big high roller package, which can get you six months of fightful ads on podcasts. My God, that's, and let's be honest, the $5,000 block is worth the guitar anyway. Oh yeah, so, and the trip to Toronto, but I mean, priceless. And you get six months of ads on every podcast on Fightful Hot Dog. Priceless. So Rollins suggests that he should auction this off for charity. Then he stomps the guitar. Why what does heel, Rollins hate charity? What a heel move! Like well, I, now I, they're gonna they're gonna auction this off. Surely, at least oh, pieces of it. Yeah, <laughs> a genuine. A genuine shard of the guitar. Not very uh, architect-like. No, no, not very. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, this was, this was what, it's a weird thing of, like, uh, we already like rooting for this guy. You know why? Because he's, he's great in the ring. Um, having him come out and be, like, mean to a guy who said mean things about him, it's like, oh, okay, so he's just another dude now. He's just another Vince guy. Like I don't I, I I like I liked him because like he was just great in the ring and he, like he had made, made good points in his in his promos like come out and like hey here's this thing that you treasure I know you're not a good guy but this is your most prized position in the world and I'm gonna destroy it in front of all these people and make them laugh at you that's a really dark mean thing to do and I kind of root for him. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
but a little less now because that's how WWE runs things. You know, the good guys will always trash the bad guy's stuff because that's how it works. So after this, the coach says that John Mayer is a hip-hop artist. Mm. Is that a shooter or a work? Does he know or not? Uh, uh, <laughs> didn't John Mayer do like a collab with somebody, did a little collaboration with some, with somebody yeah, on a hip-hop well, song? Kanye West back in the day. That's right. I think that's, I think that's the only thing that, that he knows John Mayer from. And that's why he's like, you know. It was a good song. Yeah. Hell of a song. Up next, Ruby Riot defeated Bailey. I love the Riot Squad in this cheesy manner. Just like 1980, 1990s, early action movies. Like just punks tearing shit up. They cut a man's tie with scissors. (laughs) I loved it. It was so cheesy. I just have the idea of like, Sarah Logan. Not the open box of 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 individually packaged potato chips. Have <laughs> you no decency, Sarah Logan? At long last, ma'am, have you no sense of decency? Uh yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, it was fun, a lot of fun. Um, I guess I, I guess it's like it's not it's not as big a deal as I think it is. But the fact that it's just like Liv Morgan is just doing this thing and she's there and she's you know fine, but all of a sudden it's like. I got to make sure I show off the blue tongue. Like 40% of her gimmick is just enjoys popsicles. Or Stupid. as somebody pointed out, Jolly Ranchers, the Jolly Ranchers. Like, listen, it's fun dip it's, too. Yeah. Maybe, but it's summertime. It should be popsicles. Hey. Raspberry otter pops. Those things will get your t- tongue nice and blue. I hate to tell you, Alex, you just worked yourself into a shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, you, you just got yourself assigned. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll look forward on Fightful.com soon, guys. <laughs> so uh, some back and forth in the early going. Bailey hits a belly-to-back suplex on the floor. Ruby Riot drops Bailey across the apron, runs her into the turnbuckle, and works her over for several minutes. I love that Bailey switched up and did a, a knee in the corner instead of her went going for her elbow because it was injured. Mm-hmm. But then she immediately went for an elbow drop. Yeah, of course. What the hell? Bailey gets distracted, hits the ring post hard. There was some hard ring post in tonight. Uh, gets riot kicked, and the riot squad right all over Bailey and slap her. So now their gimmicks are Tater Farms, Gay Meat, Writing, Blue Tongues, whatever. Ruby Riot's great in the ring. So cool. Anything to add to this? No, um, wish I was seeing uh, Bailey or uh, Ruby Riot on Sunday in that ladder match because I think they do great work in, in it. I do. Probably going to see them on the pre-show in a seven-minute match. Yeah, probably going to do it. Natalia warns Ronda Rousey backstage not to take her eye off of Nia Jax. WWE let Nia Jax come out in regular human being clothes, which I think is a big step forward instead yes. of the pleather. Yes. She doesn't need to walk around in her gear all the time. I like that Nia explained the differences between MMA and pro wrestling. This is something that I've called on God for three or three or four years on my shows for any type of crossover talent, whether it be Brock Lesnar or whatever. There are a lot of things you can do in pro wrestling that you can't do in MMA. And she brings those up like headbutts, like strikes to the spine, knees to the head of a downed opponent. She says slapping, even though that is completely legal. I mean, for the love of God, the Stockton slap is one of the most beloved techniques in MMA. Says that Stephanie is a businesswoman, not a wrestler. And Nia says that she'll take Ronda's reputation, a baddest woman on the planet. You know, Nia's delivery, maybe not the best, but I love the, the subject matter and I love the content in which she was given. It made sense. Rousey lists her accolades. And or and uh, Naya tries to punch Rousey, but gets her arm caught. Headbutts Rousey, which she just informed Rousey was legal in wrestling, not in MMA. And Ronda gets her stuck in an arm bar, and we see that. And we'll, we'll break down the promo aspect first. What'd you think? Uh, good, uh, good all around. Like a lot of it, except for it's one of those things where they 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 love to um, just assume we'll forget stuff or like. 
oh, no, they said that tonight, so that must be true. And the thing that we saw with our own eyes a few weeks ago didn't happen. Like, Rhonda, you're not ready. And what's not said is, and that's why I came up to you in an obviously staged segment on the red carpet and challenged yeah. you to this match. Like, like if she's like, why, if she's not, is, is that why you challenged her? Because she's not ready and you thought you could kick her ass? Because if that's, if that's why, then say that. Don't like, like, you don't deserve this title shot. You gave her this title shot. You know, like that's the easy money theory. Yeah, fine. You, do that. you take the yeah. name that you think you match up with well. You think it'll be an easy win, and you think you can make a name off of. That, that's one of the big, the things where WWE likes to portray their people as larger than life. Well, they can't want to make a name off of somebody else. They're already superstars. That's yeah. one of those deals. So I love the exchange of Nia headbutting Ronda Rousey right after she told her that was an illegal tactic in MMA. Really like that. Uh, Ronda catching Nia in an armbar, Nia tapping out. For some reason, the bell rang after this. Oh, yeah, no, yes. It's got, you You got to make sure that we all know that Ronda Rousey is a superstar here. Like, I, love I, I don't think it was intentional. <laughs> I remember I back know. in the day, anytime Mayhem would unleash, the bell would just ring. That's true. I, I and, loved that. And it was, it was annoying, but it really accentuated that chaos. Yes. And I'm like, forget breaking them up in the ring. Somebody hit the goddamn timekeeper. <laughs> I punch Mark Yeaton. Take him out. You know, I I loved that when they used to do that because it reminded me of uh, in the movies where a fight would break out in a courtroom and the judge would just keep banging his gavel over and over again. Uh, like, I will have order in this courtroom. Except for now it's a dude banging a, a, a ring bell. I think it's I think that's a really cool thing they, they, they could have brought out more. It did feel like like the timekeeper like woke up like had been sleeping. It was like, oh crap! Somebody tapped out. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Oh, was this not really, really a match? I'm sorry. I was. I, I dozed off. Um, yeah. This is. This is. This is okay. Great. Um, but it's another one of those things of. Uh, it's. It's no longer a well. They looked strong on the go home, which means they're definitely losing at the pay per view. That doesn't happen as often as it used to. So you can't just say that's way we're going to work. But if. Ronda wins on on uh, on Sunday. Then Nia will have been chumped out twice in a week, and it's going to be really hard for her to. I mean, I don't know, chumped out exactly, but tap tapping out is going to be the the thing that follows her around. And the other the thing that I that I don't that I never liked about this whole setup is that you can't get the armbar on me, and even if you can, I'm too strong. Meanwhile, that's basically her Achilles heel. We've seen her tap out to Asuka. like. Becky submitted her uh, with via via the disarmer in the women's Survivor Series like two Survivor Series ago, and it took like two seconds for her to tap her out. Like it did, she didn't fight it. She didn't fight against it at all. So it's weird that they again they want us to forget things that we've seen and just play into whatever they're telling us right now, and it's kind of infuriating a little bit. No way, Jose passes a dejected Kurt Hawkins backstage. Hawkins doesn't come out to the ring for their match. So when the ref tries to count him out, Hawkins runs in as a member of the conga line, mm-hmm. almost pins No Way Jose, but he gets punched in the face and pinned. This is harmless. I like yeah. it. I want to see him think of different ways every week to try to win. I like That'd it. That'd be nice. Yeah. We have a Nickelodeon gut segment where apparently they told Sami Zayn to go out there and kill some time. This was real bad. Like he had to explain an obstacle course. Okay, whatever, man. Like, you get it. And he indicates that he trusts Renee Young, but not Bobby Lashley, who comes out there, who says he's going to kick Sammy's butt on Sunday. Uh, Bobby Lashley legitimately does just blow through this obstacle course like it's nothing, and then Sammy Zayn attacks him. Okay. Yeah, um, I thought about putting on the old hood for this segment because everything that happens with this Feud is just just the dirt worst of the worst, um, but I'm too lazy to do that. So I'll just talk about how um, I love Sami Zayn. I've loved him for a very long time. He's a, he's one of my favorite performers. Uh, his heel turn invigorated him. Uh, but gosh, almost a year ago when he when when he helped uh, Kevin Owens in the feud with 
Shane McMahon, and he was righteous the whole time. And that feud with Shane McMahon, you really got the sense that Sammy, like, was on, even though he was a bad guy, like, what he was saying, like, had merit to it. Um, and that was kind of, that kind of helped him. Also, he's great at playing this, like, it's kind of annoying, super annoying version of his already kind of annoying self. He's great at it. And when the, we, we heard that Bobby Lashley was coming back, I was legitimately excited for it after, after a, a really great run, I thought, in TNA at the top of, 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 their, of their program. Um, and this feud has made me hate both of them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty bad. I mean, Bobby Lashley, if you didn't watch his Impact stuff, and I know a lot of people didn't, I've said this before, he woke up and realized he was the baddest dude in that company, and he started to act like it. And Sami Zayn is so entertaining, and none of this has been entertaining. The most entertained I have been by this entire feud, seriously, was watching Lashley blow through the obstacle course. That was it. It was was impressive, and that's that's about as much as I can say. This, this This thing with this... I feel genuinely bad for Sami Zayn, like the the dude that he's stuck in this, trying to get. And this is the thing: somebody responded to to my thing on my tweet about it with like, "Well, I don't know." By the end of it, like people really wanted to see Sami get his ass kicked, and they were chanting for Bobby. So it looks like it worked. I was like, "Yeah, but I mean, the jingoistic USA chant heat is not." That doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for a lot of other people, and that's great. But for me, it was like it's just lowest common denominator stuff. Like we like we like you because you served in the military. We don't like you because you're from another country, even though it's just you know up the road from Vermont. It's not. It doesn't. It just doesn't work for me. It's it's too easy. There's there's really great stuff you could do with these two guys. This is not it. At least not so far. So the main event. Kevin Owens is offering Finn Balor olives backstage because he didn't have an olive branch. Also tries to butter up Bobby Roode. We see this throughout the backstage stuff. Braun Strowman, just ahead of their match, walks up onto all of them plotting and just says, I'll fight all of you. I'm hardcore. Um, my my notes from this backstage segment, I love that, that Kevin Owens' version of a, of a peace offering it's just him raiding the nacho bar at catering and coming back with, hey, I got some olives. Um, that's that's so perfectly KO. Also, uh, I believe the quote from Braun is, I got an idea. How about the three of you team up and take me on? I'm like, just out of context, that does sound like the beginning of several videos that friends of mine have told me about. Uh, but... Not, not that I watch it. A fr- friends, friends have told me. But um, this is all well and good and makes actual sense. Like, you definitely would want to take out the biggest dude who is the biggest threat at this, this ladder match. It makes perfect sense. And we'll talk about the match itself. It looks like you would need to, to team up against him, you and maybe 35 of your buddies, to actually put him down for the count. Well, fortunately, he doesn't have to be pinned in order to lose this match, as I'm sure they will tell you. But Braun dominates everybody through the commercial until they all team up on him. Braun Strowman fights back, busts out a side slam, but they all fight up the ramp, and Braun clears off the announce table. I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he spilled Corey Graves' diet soda. Yeah. But he gets attacked with a ladder and frog splashed through the table by KO, who was apparently over his fear of heights. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about that turn? That change of heart? Um, well, I mean, we've he's we've, I've seen him in ladder matches. He doesn't have a fear of heights. Like they decided to to give him that in his little bit with Finn Balor. He doesn't have a fear of heights. I've seen him do stuff with ladders. He he jumps off of ladders all the time. Um, so again, forget the things that you've seen before. Just think of this thing. And not only that. But last week they were like, hey, all those things that you've seen KO do off the top of ladders, forget those, they never happened. He has a fear of heights. And this week they were like, remember last week when we said he had a fear of heights? Yeah, forget that. That never happened. He doesn't have fear of heights anymore. Next week he'll have a fear of heights. Just, whatever, they, whatever they're telling you right now, believe that. So. 
Rude and Balor battle it out in the ring until finally Owens returns, selling Strowman, trucks everyone around the ring. Kevin Owens, uh, or actually Finn Balor, hits the, the standing coup de gras, but eats a big shoulder trying to follow up. And Kevin Owens was actually very noble and to his word throughout this entire match. Yep. What kind of story do you think is being told in that regard? Man, I don't know. I, I, I think, well, he, he did at one point try and try and get a roll up, a little schoolboy on Bobby Roode. Uh, but that's just like, you know what that is? That's the fable of the scorpion and the turtle. Like, well, that's who I am, man. I, I got to sting you while we're crossing the, when crossing the creek because that's who I am. I'm, I'm the scorpion and you're the turtle. Um, and that, and that's, that's who he is. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, listen, this field is so bananas. I honestly have, and also the fact that it's grow on trees, not in a field. Well, they could, they could grow in a field of banana trees. Good point. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that the eight guys, particularly in the, the, in the men's match, uh, spread out over two shows. I, uh, it's hard to pick a winner. Because there are so many options, uh, even though there are a few guys who I think have no shot at it, like Rusev, um, uh, it's, it's a lot of options. So the story they're telling with this with this match tells me um, that uh, anybody can win it because because with these matches, all you got to do is be the guy at the top of the ladder at the right moment, and you win, and that's it. So. Uh... Kevin Owens super kicks Braun that gives Balor the opening to hit the coup de gras doesn't work and the crowd was cooking for Balor right there they were they were there for it Frog Splash can't get it done Braun Strowman looks real strong especially when he gets up choke slams Kevin Owens power slams him through a ladder pins him he looked real real strong here. This was, a, all in all, I think a pretty solid episode of, of WWE Raw. I'll have my match ratings up tomorrow morning. I have my match ratings up for New Japan Dominion on the website. Go check it out. Type in a couple keywords. They're right up there. But uh, overall, I thought that Raw was a pretty easy watch tonight, honestly. Yeah. Uh, in the, the final match, though, the, the, with the thing about Braun is he, did, he gets frog splashed through a table, and he sells that beautifully throughout. You really felt like he was hurting from that throughout. Then he gets a coup de gras to the same busted up ribs, takes a glorious DDT, and another frog splash kicks out of all that crap. All of it. But as we've seen, one F5 puts him out. So that's the thing is that they protected Brock and that move with the F5. Um, well, they did that just for WrestleMania. Just for WrestleMania. And then WrestleMania, they decided maybe on the fly, whatever. They didn't do it. They didn't actually use that as the payoff. So, um, I'm you, you, and also you can go back to Elimination Chamber where he took every, everybody's best shot and put down everybody, but eventually, like, he ran out of hit points and took the, the spear at the wrong time and he, and he, and he, and he, and he lost it. So, uh, but they, they, they keep protecting him and keeping him strong and nothing can keep this guy down. My God, how are you ever going to beat him? Kevin Owens had a great thing. Like, if he gets money in the bank, and he cashes in on Brock Lesnar, and he becomes champion. He's never going to lose the belt. And I love the idea of trying to write out of that problem. Brock, sorry, Braun is champion. Who the hell is going to beat him? And he doesn't have to. He he can he can come out every Monday and say, "I'll take on anybody. I'll take on any two guys." Like let him do that until he finally finds. The guy who who can who can figure out the best way of putting him down. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that, and I feel like they're just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Before it's an easy it it's an easy way to keep it creative too, and to give him something to do. Let's make our quick picks. NXT Takeover. We have Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. I think they want and almost have to give Ricochet a big win early on because he didn't get it in the ladder match. Man, this has been some good stuff. Velveteen Dream is just unbelievable. I really think he is the future. But yeah. I think Ricochet also is, as I've stated before, with Leo Rush going to 205 Live, I expect Ricochet to go to Raw or SmackDown. Yep. And he will be the Rey Mysterio of this generation. I think Ricochet's winning this one. What do you think? 
Yeah, Ricochet are going to win it. It's going to be a great, great match, and and Ricochet will have to steal it. Like Dream, Dream is going to look amazing in defeat because they want to protect that kid and keep mm-hmm. him going. They don't want to lose his momentum. Ricochet's winning. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa in a street fight. I'm going to throw a wild card in here. I think EC3 costs Gargano this match after Gargano kind of rudely interrupted his match a couple weeks ago, and you can see the frustration on the face of EC3. He's not booked for anything, at least as of yet. Yeah. I, if he's not, I could see him interfering in this match, maybe maybe throwing a little shot. If maybe it runs backstage or something like that, and he just – cracks Gargano with something there. But I think Ciampa's Ciampa needs a win. Yeah, Ciampa definitely needs a win. Um it, it, it's it's time to for Ciampa to get a win on this thing. Um I, I would like to see him actually win as opposed to, to win via, you know, chicanery to keep this, you know, keep keep these guys on, on the level. Um uh for at least at least this time. Um because uh, I think these guys are fairly evenly matched and to have, to have him have to cheat to win. I mean, it's hard to cheat to win in a street fight. So EC three coming in and helping him would kind of belie that. But yeah, I think Chapel Chapel wins. Guys make your predictions in the comment section or in our live chat. We love to hear that. Shayna Baszler defending the NXT women's championship against Nikki cross. This isn't reporting news. This is just my estimation. I think they kind of tabled Sanity because they realized they need Nikki Cross with Sanity. I would be shocked if she was still up on the main roster or if she was still in NXT after Money in the Bank. I think they are setting up a lot of potential opponents for Shayna Baszler. I think Baszler's going to win. Yeah, no, Baszler's going to win. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, it'll be a completely different match than the one she's had with with Ember. Um, And that's why I'm looking, looking forward to it because I think Nikki's really special. Undisputed Era, defend against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. I think they did a real disservice, really, over the last couple of years. It's been hard, in my estimation, to build up Lorcan and Burch from what they had them doing for, like, years. Years! Yep. And now they're in a championship match. And to me, if you want them to maybe, maybe be perceived on that level, they would have to win the championships. However, I think you have a sure thing in Undisputed Era and it's like, do you do you give up the sure thing to have them get beat by a thing that definitely isn't the sure thing? I think you got to go undisputed era. Undisputed era, one thousand percent. There's no, yeah. there's you can't. Th- these guys are magic. Like, what a great faction! It's one of those things. Like, God, I wish I could watch these guys on the main roster and think to myself, No, I don't. Oh God, no. Vince would just destroy. Would ruin these guys' momentum. Um, they're, they're one of all four of these guys. I love the Bobby Fish gets to stick around even though he's hurt. Like they didn't take him off TV. Like he's I love part, that. He's part of the group, and I like that a lot. We have Alistair Black defending against Lars Sullivan. I don't like it. I don't like Lars Sullivan in this. He ain't he ain't a guy to be in this spot in any fashion in the ring on the mic. Anything, Alistair Black's going to beat him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 the only thing that stops me from thinking that is because they might be like, we, we want Alistair Black on the main roster now. We've got a, we've got a thing planned for him. We want him to actually have a match at SummerSlam on the main roster. We're going to bring him up after Money in the Bank. Like, I don't know. That's a possibility. I know they were high on this guy from the minute he showed up. Yes. Like, like, so it's possible that like they like we have it. We want it now. Heard and the mic work tempered that a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yes, and I agree with you on on Lars a lot. I I did like the spot where he caught that that um the black mass or whatever it is. The yeah. I, I liked. I I think that was a cool spot. Um. But yeah, he's not. He's not ready. He's not ready for this. Not this for the spot. Quick predictions for Money in the Bank. Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Daniel Bryan cut a great promo on Big Cass last week since he doesn't even know how to break his leg. Uh, I think Big Cass probably wins this after Daniel Bryan won so convincingly last time out. I mean, I guess, but the only way he can break his legs like by, by pilmanizing it. Like Otherwise, he really doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Sure. So, yeah, I think he wins via, via you know beating the hell out of him. 
Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Lashley's winning this match. Yes, he is. We'll move on. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Roman Reigns is winning this match. There's Roman no other Reigns is winning this. There's nothing else. Yeah. I guess it was confirmed. The leader of worlds versus the B team. The leader of worlds are winning this match. That's true. <laughs> that, that's another thing that's happening. Some pretty yep. one-sided matches here. Yep. Also, Bludgeon Brothers against Anderson and Gallows. I just want to say mm-hmm. Anderson is fantastic as a baby face. Yes, he's, he is. He's amazing as a baby face. But I, I think the Bludgeon Brothers are winning this. There's, yes, that's that's even more certain than the other things we've mentioned. Carmella defending against Asuka. They they would have to come up with a creative, creative way to have Carmella win this, or maybe a women's money in the bank that Yeah. Creative uh, there as well. Yeah. It would it would be so Charlotte if she won the, 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 the briefcase earlier in the night to say I'm cashing in before the match. Let's make it a triple threat. Like I just, I just, let, I think it'd be so her to like make it up, make the moment about her or whatever. Also, the rumors uh, that I guess have been killed a little bit of of Ellsworth coming back. Uh, that would be a lot of fun yeah. uh, to get to, to watch him get his his block kicked off by Oscar in order to to, to cause the distraction finish. Uh, but yeah, that uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I I. I I feel like they still got mileage in Carmella, so they got to figure out a way of making her believably beat the woman who can't be beat. So uh, Seth Rollins versus Elias. I'm going with Elias here. My thought and hope is that they see even bigger things for Seth Rollins, and they see Elias as the right person to carry this. I and and you know what? I would like to see Elias subsequently break the honky-tonk man's record after this. That's what I want to happen. I think that would be goddamn poetic. Yeah. uh, I don't see it. bust out the honk-a-perfect mounting meter. Remember that thing? Yeah. I I agree. I would love for them to see Seth Rollins as being ready for the next step. I do not believe that that is what they do see, so I think they're going to keep the IC belt on Rollins uh, through the fall at the very least. Ember Moon, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, Sasha Banks, Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Who you got? Not Lana. God, she's uh, great. She's great. She's not winning this match. Um, that's really the most most certain thing I have. Is it's definitely not Lana. But honestly, I could see any of these women winning. The best, the best storyline possibilities. After the after winning it, go to Alexa Bliss. So that's what I'm picking because there's so many things she, she can do with it. Yeah, I think Ember Moon's too babyfaced to win it. Uh, I'm going to go to Natalia. I think Natalia is going to find a way to win it. If she doesn't and she's removed, then I'll go Sasha Banks. Men's Money in the Bank ladder match: Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, uh, a New Day member, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe. I want a New Day member to win because yeah. I think that would be hilarious and creative for them to then say. Oh no! Any one of us three can cash this in, mm-hmm. and then we have some hijinks. But I think they'll go with the Miz. Uh, Miz is a great option. Um, uh, uh, Ke- Kevin Owens, I think, would be a really, really great briefcase holder. I agree with you on the best option to, for storyline is the New Day because I think it'd be great if they got two fake ones made up. Like and only one of them has the contract in it, and they play like a shell game of which one of us has the real one. Like that'd be they, Easter they could, fired essentially. It could be so <laughs> great. Yeah. Oh man. Nia Jax defends against Ronda Rousey. I think Ronda Rousey's gonna win. I do. Or too. or we're gonna get a, a funky finish. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Nia wins clean. Yeah. I think Ronda Ronda wins, and we see where this goes from here. I do think Shinsuke Nakamura is finally going to win the WWE Championship in this last man standing match. I think he's had four or five title shots on TV. He's had had too many. He's had a lot. I think it's his time. He has really come into his own as a heel. And I'm, you know, this has been quite a reign for AJ Styles. He's held the belt for over half a year now. Yeah. Like seven months, I think he's had it since the failure of a run from Jinder Mahal, essentially. He is sitting at 216 days as champion. By the time this rolls around, 
the only person with a longer reign since Punk would have been Brock Lesnar. He's going to pass Seth Rollins in that that amount of time. That is quite impressive. And if he does retain, then he is in pretty, pretty elite territory. We're talking Cena, Bradshaw, Punk, and like Styles if he makes it past his pay-per-view since in the last 20 years. But I think it's Nakamura. Yeah. Um, right in the penis. Yes, that's that that certainly is the finishing maneuver. Whoever wins, that's that's the that's the thing that's gonna put him down for the count. Um uh selfishly I want AJ to win so uh, I can get a Samoa Joe and AJ program on WWE TV. Um because I think that's the next uh, logical challenger for for AJ beyond Shinsuke. Um but even if Shinsuke wins I feel like Samoa Joe is the ultimate guy who does not care about heel face alignment. He will go after whoever has the gold. And I love that about him specifically. If Samoa Joe wins the briefcase, I feel like he cashes in that night. Cause he just, he wants the friggin' title. I think if Samoa Joe wins the briefcase that he's walking away to that, that night with the belt as well. Guys, you all can follow me at Sean Ross App. Follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow us at Fightful Online. Like I said, head over to Fightful.com. If you just watch the podcast, go to FightfulWrestling.com. We're bringing you the scoops, my friends. I think that we've done a damn good job establishing ourselves in the uh, first two years. We, we turned two years old at the end of the month, the beginning of July. Very excited about that. And, of course, I'm going to break down the Corey Graves thing and really the ramifications that something like this can have on your news and the way that it's delivered to you and a lot of the aspects of that. And if Jimmy Van doesn't let me go that in-depth, then I'll do it on Fightful Select, and I'll probably isolate that video and give it to you all. It is really, really something to see how that all works. Visit FightfulSelect.com. It's a great way to support us. Also, if you want to support Fightful.com and not do it monetarily, just comment on a story of ours, share a story of ours, that engagement really, really helps us. Uh, I can't tell you how much it does. Also, check out our friends at omg.com and let them know you heard about them from us at omgbutter on Twitter. Guys, thank you all so much. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.